And this is in the 138th Psalm and the 7th verse. And it starts out with this phrase, Though I walk in the midst of trouble. And uh, if I, I'm not asking, but if I'd ask uh, uh, for people to raise their hand that had been in that spot, I think we'd all raise our hand. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, listen to what he says then to God. Thou wilt revive me. We're talking about revival, and we have a reviving God. God's able to revive us. It's, it's not hard for God. All we got to do is just uh, come desiring to be revived, and God will revive us. So he said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. What's well, wonderful. Let's stand for just a moment for a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your tender mercies and your loving kindness. God, we thank you that you're a reviving God. And Lord, we love to feel that revival spirit in us. And God, for the fire to burn and for you to lift us up and uh, give us a vision uh, to reach the lost. God, and bless our hearts. You know what we need this morning, God. And we pray for your blessings and help us to get in the center of your will. Just give us a powerful meeting this morning to worship you, God. Uh, bless the baptizing, bless the service. God, we pray that you just help us in every way. We ask you in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. We turn over to the choir. Page 
Amen. I uh, appreciate that good song. In just a little bit, we'll have a baptizing here, but have a scripture we want to read first, uh, and then another thing or two to do, and then we'll get to the baptizing. In the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, there was a man, he was called an Ethiopian eunuch, and he'd been to Jerusalem to worship. He's on his way back home, and he's riding a chariot down through the desert, and he was reading from the book of Isaiah. So good things. He'd been to church. He was reading the Bible. He had a problem. He didn't know Jesus. And when he was reading from the scripture, he read, the place of the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb done before his shearer, he opened out his mouth. And so he began to talk to Philip, and God sent Philip down there to help him. And he began to talk to Philip, and the eunuch said, uh, of whom speaketh the prophet, of himself or some other man? Listen to this. Then Philip opened his mouth and began to, at the same scripture to preach unto him Jesus. He preached to him. He preached the gospel to him. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He commanded the church to stand still. And they went both down into the water. Both Philip and Eunuch, he baptized him. So once he got saved, uh, he was ready to get baptized. Now, about I think I looked on the calendar, had it marked down, I think about five weeks ago when Sister Taylor came, about at the altar, prayed, got up and said that God had saved her soul. And uh, so and we asked her about being baptized, and she wanted to pray about it. Well, last Sunday morning, she came up and spoke to me just before church started and said, I've got it on my heart. I want to get baptized and want to get baptized this morning. And so I said, that's great. Well, we never have received as a candidate for baptism. So could I hear a motion that we receive as a candidate for baptism? Okay, somebody second that. All right, everybody raise your hand and agrees to do that. Amen. Well, I knew that, Pastor. We're excited about this. So uh, we'll ask Sister Taylor, whoever wants to go back with her. Uh, probably, probably my wife's going to go back and help her. And, but if any of her family wants to go back... Just go over this way and get ready for the baptizing. And uh, I'll go over this way and get ready. And, and uh, we'll turn back over to the choir. And we'll say this. Now, there's plenty of room up here. So, uh, family, if you'd like to come up here and sit in the front so you might see the baptism better, we'd be honored to have you do that. And so just come up this way. And, hey, if you want to, you don't have to, but you're welcome to come up and sit in the front if you want to. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. And so we'll get ready for the baptizing. I want you to really pray. I want you to think about what I read already. We'd like to see somebody else get saved. Baptism's important. But what gets you to heaven is getting saved. And then baptism is a testimony that I've been saved. And so really pray this morning. And uh, we'll turn back over to the choir.
look man of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ upon a profession of her faith in him. We baptize this our sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. Thank you for praying.
page 
thank the Lord for the baptizing. Appreciate you praying. Appreciate the Lord moving. And uh, we're just going to ask Sister Taylor if she'll come over here and stand in the front. We'll all stand up. And uh, we'll sing a, a little bit. And family especially uh, that wants to come around and shake hands with her and hug her neck. And anybody else that's got it on your heart, feel free to do that. And, and I, let me say this. This come on my heart when I was just uh, finishing getting dressed back there. If you're here this morning, even while we're acknowledging this uh, sister and glad she got saved and thankful for even while we're acknowledging that and family and friends are coming around shaking hands with her and hugging her, if you feel like coming to the altar this morning, you come. You don't have to wait for anything else. We can shake hands and pray at the same time. doesn't matter. Everybody follow the Lord while we sing and honor God.
thank the Lord for the baptizing. Just remain standing for a little bit. Whoever got an unspoken prayer request, just show it. Amen. Anybody's got a prayer request on your heart or testimony, just say what's on your heart. In case you didn't hear that, what Brother Kurt said, uh, certainly remember that uh, Matt Kloppenstein's uh, wife, Bree, her dad just died, I think it was yesterday. And so really pray for Matt and Bree and their family. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Kurt. And so pray for them. Someone else. for Barb Binkley's family. Sister Barb passed on. Her funeral's going to be Friday. And uh, so really pray. You know, Barb and her husband, Joe. Joe's been dead a few years now, but uh, they came here real regular for a time. and uh, So we're sad for their family. So pray for them. Pray for our revival. And, and pray for this service this morning. Uh, we don't say it this way a lot of times, but the meetings that we've been having are part of our revival. God's been blessing us uh, toward this service, and uh, God's been moving, church has been moving real powerful, and we thank God for the meetings we've been having. Now, let's, let's have the meeting that God wants us to have today. How do we do that? We just obey the Lord and uh, pray for this service this morning, pray for the service tonight, and God willing, Chase Lay be with us tonight. So, but really pray, church. Anyone else before we pray? All right, remember Chris, do that. All right, remember that. Remember that. Any others? Lighthouse this morning, and uh, I knew somebody might need to be over. I heard Brother Chris Page been sick, had COVID, and so really pray for them over there and pray for Brother Neil while he stands at Lighthouse and uh, pray for Brother Lee DeWitt. Uh, you know, he's helping them over at Bethel Church in Muncie, and uh, so really pray for them too. Any others? Oh, okay, Cooper's taking care of Samaria this morning. Uh, pray for that. Remember Cooper down there. I appreciate our young preachers and how God's using them and blessing them and blessing us and other churches because of them. I thank the Lord for them. Any more? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I'm hard to ask Brother John Kyle to lead us this morning.
preaching in different places preaching this morning. Lord, we love to honor the Lord. Our life, God, is for you that we might be able to worship you this morning. All the prayers want to hear this morning that God will be in the good part of the city. We pray, God, that we might speak to the Lord and to the soul this morning. Let's realize that we need the Lord Jesus Christ in their personal safety this morning. We tell them that God, Lord, in their sins, where you are, they can't come. God, with all nations, that's where you get God and how sad that is. God, because you made the great rise of hunger when you gave your son on the Calvary's heel, that we might have it open in our hearts and eyes and open this morning. I pray that for our revival, we're coming up, I pray that you can make the best before this service, this happy way, Father, in each heart and each life that's here this morning. God, we just gather us now through the service and whatever is accomplished. We'll thank you for it. We ask you. Amen. Thank the Lord for the prayer. And I can feel that. I can feel people praying. Who'd feel like singing this morning? God's put something on your heart to sing, well, do that. That's, pray for these folks while they come. Pray for the Newports. Pray for us. Um, it's been a while since we sang this, and uh, we thought, you know, Penny and Billy wouldn't be here today, so we thought, well, we'll we sing this over at Lafayette with uh, Jay and Cindy, and oh, they're not here either. So, uh, just pray for us. Uh, Linda's graciously said she'll try to help us, so just pray for us.
the master was nigh he spoke the words the winds all stood still even the waters obeyed his will he calmed their storm just like he will mine if i just remember he lives deep inside so why should i worry why should i fear when this very same jesus is always so near he lives in my heart he hears when i cry so i call on his name till the storm passes by we read in the bible how he walked with them brought light through the darkness when their way grew dim and how great it would be to have his footsteps in mine and walk with my master all the time and when trials come and death seems so nigh i just call on my master i know he'll get there on time and when sickness comes and my body's in pain well all i have to do is call on his name so why should i worry why should i fear when this very same jesus he is always so near he lives in my heart he hears when i cry so i call on his name till the storm passes by so why should i worry why should i fear when this very same jesus is always so near he lives in my heart he hears when i cry so I'll call on his name till the storm passes by. They call him a 
King of all kings. He's the Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace. They call him Hosanna, the Lighthouse at Sea, the Rock of He's a friend to me. Many times I've called his name, prayed for forgiveness when used in vain. Oh, but there's a peace in knowing that his forgiveness stays the same. Most famous in history, things he spoke, the whole world still reads. His name is Jesus, but you can call him as you please. They call him a man you will, the king of all. Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace, they call him Hosanna, the Lighthouse at Sea, the Rock of Ages, but he's a friend to me. They call him Hosanna, the lighthouse at sea, the rock of ages, but he's a friend to me. turn with me to the fourth chapter of the book of Revelations, starting at verse 1. I want you to pray very earnestly. I need your prayers this morning, and uh, glad to be here. I already feel like I've worshipped some this morning, and uh, I appreciate God blessing us to have the Spirit thus far, but pray hard uh, that the gospel might go out in power and God speak powerfully to somebody's heart that you're this morning. God's able to take care of every need. But listen to the scripture. Uh, Revelation starting 4 and 1. says, After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me and said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things that must be hereafter. And immediately... 
I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne in sight like unto an emerald. So that's all I need to read there right now, but uh, we're going to go back to the first phrase in that uh, uh, verse 1 in chapter 4. After this I looked. After what? Uh, every word in the Bible is important, and everyone's there uh, for a specific reason, and uh, nothing's uh, left out that should be there, and nothing's put in there that shouldn't be. That's the way the Bible is. And so we've been preaching and mentioned a number of times, uh, starting back in the first chapter of the book of Revelations, where it talks back there and talks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it says that uh, he sent it and signified it uh, by his angel to his servant John, and said, John bear record of it. And then uh, God gave John uh, the authority and the job uh, to give a message to each one of the churches that was in Asia. There's seven churches down there. God sent a message to each one of them. And uh, God told John, uh, write this down, and this is need to go to the, the churches in Asia. And I, I say this repeatedly almost every week. Not only was this message to go to the seven churches of Asia, but it's come to us. That's why it's in the Bible. And boy, I appreciate that it is. And in and, uh, and, uh, the 10th verse in the first chapter, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Well, down here in this first verse in chapter 4, it talks about him hearing a trumpet also. So this connects this together. And here's what the trumpet said. This is the voice of the trumpet. Uh, verse 11 in chapter 1, saying, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. And down in verse 17, said, And when I saw him, I felt his feet as dead, and uh, he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I'm him that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. And so praise God. So back here uh, to chapter 4 and verse 1, he said, I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. Uh, well, uh, over here uh, in the, uh, the, about the, the third chapter of the book of Revelation, when he's talking to the church of Philadelphia here, uh, go down about the seventh or eighth verse, when he talked to the church of Philadelphia, he said, I, I know your works, and they are holy. And he said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. Well, I'm glad uh, for the church when they turn their heart toward God, regardless of all the troubles that's going on in the world, I'm glad God's able to open a door in the midst of the church that no man's able to shut. Even the devil himself can't shut the door when God opens it. Well, uh, preacher, uh, what is that door? Well, uh, Jesus said, I am the door. Uh, now, that's the way we get in. And, uh, boy, I praise God for the door. And so uh, when he's uh, talking about this down here, when he's talking about uh, there was uh, a door open in heaven, and the first voice I heard was as it were of a trumpet. Well, uh, let me uh, give you this little information on a trumpet. If, if you'd like to hear some more information about the trumpet, I, I won't go to it, but I'll tell you, in the 10th chapter of the book of Numbers, when uh, the children of Israel was on a journey, and uh, God told Moses, he said, i give them some instruction about the, the trumpet. He said, make the trumpet. Uh, he told Told him to make it out of silver. 
He said, and when it blows, uh, there's a message in what the trumpet said. There was one message that told when everybody needs to get together, when they have a holy convocation, when they all need to get together, there's a certain a sound that the trumpet made. Boy, when, I'm telling you what, uh, when God calls, we need to get together, we need to get together. He said, when it's time uh, to move down the road, he said, I'll give you a different sound of the trumpet. Uh, when it's time to move, God tells us when it's time to move. We need to be on the job uh, to move when God says it's time. And, and Brother Jeremy, he also said, when it's time to go to war, I, I'll tell you when it's time uh, to fight the battle. Uh, folks, I want you to know, uh, God's told us here at Lima Missionary Baptist Church, uh, it's time to get together, it's time to move, and it's time to fight the battle. That's what the trumpet says. In the book of Joel, I think it's chapter 2 and verse 1, I said, I sound, I blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. That's the mission of the church. Boy, and I appreciate Lima Church. God's been blessing us to do that some. We could do it more. Maybe we could do it more powerful. Maybe we could do it better. But we need to do it the best we can by the grace of God. God is not limited. We're the only ones that limit this thing by not obeying the Lord. So, so pray real hard. And anyway, it goes down. I heard, a, as it were, a trumpet talking to me, uh, which said, come up hither, and I'll show you things which must be here. Let me get this point. Now, back over here in the, the 10th verse in chapter 1, he, when he said, I was in the Spirit of the Lord and heard behind me the voice as of a great trumpet. Now, that reminded me, and I went back and read about when Abraham took his son Isaac up on the mountain. Uh, he was thought he was going to have to slay him up there. And, and Isaac uh, talked to his dad. He said, we, we've got the fire, and, and we've got uh, the wood, and we've got the preparation, but where's the offering? Uh, 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 Isaac didn't realize uh, he was uh, scheduled to be an offering. But when Abraham got up there and when God spoke to Abraham he turned and looked behind him I see just like here he heard a voice behind him here's the point when Abraham looked behind him he saw the ram it was caught in the thicket he said God will provide himself a lamb boy I praise God uh, John Kyle uh, God provided himself a lamb I'm glad he is the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world and so listen uh, sometimes, uh, well, all the time, uh, when we're going down the road of life, when God wants to speak to us, uh, when he wants to tell me something, I've got to turn from the way I'm looking and look uh, to where God says the things are at. My way is not God's way. I've got to look God's way, and I've got to listen God's way. I've got to get myself out of the way. When I preach, the flesh can't preach. I have this battle every time that I'm praying, every time I'm studying the Scripture, every time I get up behind the pulpit blind. I've got this battle. It's been going on a long time. It'll go on until I die if I'm trying to follow the Lord. I've got a battle. I've got to say, God, help me to get my thoughts out of the way. God, help me to get my feelings out of the way. God, help me, God. Move in your Holy Spirit, God, and let everything move like you'd have it to. Put me in the background and put the cross of Jesus Christ out in the front. And so, go with me, stay with me here. Uh, when he said, come up hither, I'll show you the things which must be hereafter. Uh, when the trumpet sounds, God said, I want to show you something. Uh, when John moved, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Let me tell you something. Uh, God gave these messages uh, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Here's the key to understanding the Scripture. You've got to get connected with the same Spirit that gave the message uh, to understand the message. It takes the Holy Spirit uh, to tell you things and to real, reveal things to you in the Bible. When you study your Bible, I've, I've read the Bible before, and 
To use an old a phrase, an old cliche, I've read the Bible before, just sound like Greek to me. Well, what do you mean, preacher? I've tried to read it before. I just couldn't get anything out of it. But sometimes when I humble my heart, I say, God, help me with this, God. And I humble my heart, and I talk to the Lord, and then the Spirit moves. And then I begin to see some things, uh, just like this scripture here. Uh, God showed me some things. And I, boy, I'm telling you what, I had a good time studying it, and I'm enjoying preaching it. I appreciate God being able to do what needs to be done. And so, uh, listen here what he said when he said, uh, verse 2 said, and immediately I was in the Spirit. Uh, I'll tell you what, it don't take all day to get in the Spirit if you'll humble your heart. I know sometimes it takes me a while to get myself out of the way, but when I come on God's terms, it don't take God long to bless. He can move in the Spirit in a moment's notice. And so, listen. When he said, come up hither, are you willing to come up hither today? Are you willing to move up? I believe uh, we can all probably move up some. Uh, maybe, maybe some here today that needs to move up enough so you can actually get in church and worship God. It's not enough just to come and go through the motions. If you want to really get in this thing, if you want to really have revival, you need to move up. The trumpet said, uh, come up hither. We need to move up, folks. Uh, we need to, to have the revival that God's wanting to give us. He said, I'll show you some things that must be hereafter. So now back to verse 2 again. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Uh, boy, uh, that's what a picture. Uh, he took John up in the spirit. He said, come up hither, John. When you move up in the spirit, God will show you some heavenly things. God's got some heavenly messages to show uh, that's different than the worldly message. They just don't fit together, and, and the flesh uh, can't comprehend it. We've got to get the flesh out of the way uh, to get the spiritual message. And so uh, go with me and stay with me here. He said, uh, listen, he, and well, here's what it said. There was one set on the throne, and here's how it describes him. It said, and he that was to look upon was like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Uh, uh, let me uh, go over here uh, into the 21st chapter of Revelation. If you want to follow me in the Bible, you can. But over here in the 21st chapter of Revelation, uh, this is another, uh, another message, but I need to get a little point out of it. Uh, over here in verse 10, chapter 21, Revelation, said he carried me away in the Spirit, still still being carried away in the Spirit, uh, to a great and high mountain. And listen to this. Then he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Uh, I preached on that some already a couple of times. That's the church coming down. And uh, it's not going to wait till after time ends to come down either. I'm glad because it's here today. And when I was a 12-year-old boy uh, and I trusted Jesus, God brought the church down. The bride, the lamb's wife. Well, why did he bring it down, preacher? He brought it down so I could get in it and it could get in me. Well, that's the relationship, Carl Atkins. I'm in her and she's in me. But here's the point I need to get to. Uh, he said He showed him that holy city descending out of heaven from God. Verse 11, having the glory of God and her light. Oh, boy, I'm glad the church has got a light. It's special. It said her light was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, a clear as crystal. Uh, boy, uh, when it says then, go back there and kind of explains this. Uh, when he saw this, then him that sat upon the throne was like a jasper stone, 
clear as crystal. I'm telling you what, that's the way God is. No spot or blemish about him. Uh, clear as crystal. Uh, well, what about uh, that sardine stone? Uh, well, uh, looking up the references on a sardine stone, uh, the major uh, part of a sardine stone, the major category of it, uh, it's got a color. Uh, boy, it blesses me. Uh, the color of the sardine stone uh, is red as blood. Uh, and so uh, him that sat on the throne, he was clear as crystal and red as blood. Uh, boy, I like that. Uh, he had no faults in him. Uh, he was pure and spotless blame. And he had the red blood. Uh, boy, I, I like to see it. When I can see the purity of God and I can see the shed blood of the Lamb, it makes me happy. If that don't make you happy, uh, something might be the matter. You need to get it fixed. And I need to take my time. I need to uh, stay with me now on those two stones, the jasper stone and the sardine stone. I want to go back in the 28th chapter of the book of Exodus, if you'd like to go back with me. And uh, you Bible readers are familiar with this, but uh, back when the children of Israel went out of Egypt, and, uh, they began their journey through the wilderness. And, uh, God set them up a temple to worship in, and there was a holy place in it, and there was a most holy place in it, and God had... Uh, priest set up and he had high priest set up and the high priest uh, they had a, a, a garment that was on and I won't go into all the garment but I just need to preach a little bit about the breastplate uh, uh, of judgment uh, and he said when the breastplate of judgment I said I want you to make it four square it was a square thing and they wore it and it tells how they had it hooked up there was golden chains and rings and I won't go into all that might preach on that some other time but when, when the high priest wore it it was on his chest and, and so listen here uh, where it's talking about this uh, down here it said, verse 15, Thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work. After the works of the ephod, thou shalt make it. Oh, I don't need to maybe preach this today, but I'll just give it to you. It's got gold and blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. Four square shalt thou make it, uh, being doubled. And down here in uh, verse 17, this is the 28th chapter of Exodus, verse 17. said, And thou shalt set in it settings of stones. Now, getting back to the stones. See, that's what the jasper stone was. That's what the sardine stone was. But four rows of stone. Now, get this and follow me close because uh, there's a point in here that's real special if you get it. He said, Now shall set in it uh, rows of stone. Four rows of stone. Now, the first row shall be a sardis stone. That's uh, the sardis, the sardines, the same thing, just two forms of the word. The first row of stones. See, there's four rows of stones down through here. That made 12, three in a row. Uh, one for every uh, tribe of Israel. Now, the first one here was a sardis stone uh, and a topaz and a carbuncle. This shall be the first row. Well, I don't need to read all of them to you. Uh, in the fourth row, that's the end of it, down at the fourth row, uh, and uh, there was a, a burl and an onyx and a jasper stone, and, and they shall be set in gold in their stocking. So when you look at the, the breastplate of judgment uh, that the high priest wore, uh, the first one uh, was a jasper stone, and uh, the last one of the twelve was a sardis stone. Well, that means he's the first and the last, uh, and the part of it that he's clear as crystal, and he's red as blood that covers the whole house of Israel. Everybody's saved. That's talking about the grand old chairs. Uh, now go with me on here. Uh, down in the, the 29th verse talks about Aaron who was a high priest was wearing the breastplate uh, of judgment and listen why he wore it. In the verse 29 down here in the 28th chapter of Exodus. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth into the holy place for a memorial, memorial before the Lord continually. 
So when the high priest uh, went into the holiest of holies, he wore the blessed breastplate of judgment uh, with all the stones and the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And he wore it on his heart uh, uh, so he could go in there. Or he wore it on the breastplate for a memorial to, to the children of Israel to stand before God. Well, now, the high priest was a representation of Jesus Christ. He is our spiritual high priest. When he went in, he didn't have to wear a breastplate. He had us on his heart. When the Lord went in, when the Lord went into the holiest of holies, after he'd been crucified and resurrected, and he got up, Chase, and he took his own blood, and not just, not just natural red blood, but he took his spiritual blood, and he entered into the holiest of holies. The Bible said a place not made by hand. And he offered his blood uh, there uh, on the mercy seat in the presence of God. And so uh, going back uh, then to what we've told you back here in the book of Revelations. And let me read this again here in chapter 4. And let me read these verses. Not much of them. And after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. Remember what that was? That's Jesus Christ. And the first voice which I heard was as it was a trumpet. That's the voice of God talking with me. And said, come up hither and I'll show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he that sat upon it was to look like a jasper and a sardine stone. To look upon as clear as crystal and red as blood. I'm telling you, that's the Lord we've got today. If you're here and you say, preacher, I don't understand all that. That's okay. Uh, you don't have to understand all of it, but know this. Uh, God is pure. There's nothing wrong with him. Uh, he shed the blood. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That sums up this scripture, John 3, 16. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. If you don't get saved, you'll die and go to hell. But this one here, and immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, one set on the throne. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow. Oh, boy, I don't want to forget the rainbow and the emerald. There was a rainbow round about the throne, and inside it was likened to an emerald. Uh, you folks, all Bible readers, I remember studying this when I was in the card class in Sunday school. Preacher, can you remember that far back once in a while? Once in a while I can I remember the teachers, and we, we had little cars and had pictures on them. I remember a car that I had. It had a picture. It had Noah's Ark on it, and it had the rainbow. And I remember that. Uh, boy, uh, back there, you know, God let it rain on the earth, and all flesh was destroyed except for eight souls that rode the ark. And when they got through with the flood and the waters went down, and God promised Noah, and I'll just put it in my words. He promised Noah, said, I'm going to make a covenant with you, Noah. And go make a covenant with mankind. Go make a promise to you. Make a covenant. An everlasting covenant. That the earth will never be destroyed uh, with water again. It's a covenant. And so when, the, when we see the rainbow, we're reminded of the covenant of God. Uh, oh, but what's this about here, preacher? This is a rainbow. And uh, what it said something about an emerald. This is a rainbow around the throne. And sight like unto an emerald. An emerald's green. Uh, green's the color of life. When the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He puts me where the life is. Uh, Y'all probably remember uh, when we were in Israel and they took us around the place. Uh, they showed us the place that looked like green pastures. 
And the lady that was our guide, she said, uh, just a few short weeks ago, uh, this would have just looked like desert. But when the rainy season came and the rains came down and the green came out, uh, boy, I'm telling you, uh, that represents the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God comes down, it brings life, Billy. Uh, praise God. And so the rainbow here uh, represents uh, God's eternal covenant. Now, the rainbow that I was talking about that Noah had was talking about rain, but this year is talking about life. Uh, when it talks about down here, so there was a rainbow around the throne and in sight like unto an emerald. God's made a promise. I've got that promise in my soul. I've got life in there. And I've got the covenant of God, which is everlasting. I'll never die. Preacher, you think you're never going to die? Oh, I know they'll, if time stands long enough and, and so on, they'll probably roll my body around in a casket one of these days. Don't know how long that'll be, but I'll never die. I'll be alive with Christ Jesus. And so get your song ready. I want to sum up this way. Listen, God knows what we need today. And God gave his son on the cross. He died and he rose again. He's alive. Somebody needs to get saved today. Even if you don't understand all these particulars, know this. Jesus died for you, rose from the dead for you. If you'll trust him with your whole heart, you can get saved and go to heaven. So while we stand, I'd like for you to just really pray. Keep praying. I know you've been praying. That's a lot of information. But that's what God gave me. Boy, I'm glad he gave it to me. I enjoyed studying it and enjoyed preaching it this morning. So let me sum up two things before we sing. If you're here lost, please come to Jesus this morning. You need to get saved. We're not here to pick on you or embarrass you. You don't have to make a speech. And we don't twist your arm to get you to join the church. But if you're here and you're not saved, and listen... I say this often, and I think it's real important. If you're here and lost and you feel like coming to the altar, if you feel like it'll help you, if there's somebody close by uh, that you can have confidence in, maybe just get them by the hand and say, go to the altar with me. Oh, I'm confident they'll come. We'd like to gather around with you and pray with you for you to get saved. Also, second point, if you're here today and you've been saved and you're just not on fire for God like you should be, would you come to the altar and get in so you can help in this revival? Listen, Jesus said, he's not with me, he's against me. Let's all be with him today. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come. Come right now. Please come. If you haven't been doing your part, don't be ashamed to come and pray. If you've just been kind of slack, and you haven't been on fire, your focus hasn't been on church, your focus hasn't been on God, your focus hasn't been spiritually. After all that God has done for us, we ought to be willing to do something for him. Whatever it is, whatever it is that God wants us to do, we need to be willing to do that. Would you please come this morning? Let me tell you what. There are lots of things that hinder us. We all have feelings. Sometimes we get our feelings hurt. But I'll tell you what, God never done us wrong. God's always been good to us. Well, how good's he been, preacher? Well, you just imagine him giving his only son to die on the cross. I just don't think I could do that for anybody. But God don't require me to do it for anybody. He did it for all of us. Would you come today? Maybe 
maybe the circumstances of life has went crossways to what you think they should have been. God's able to fix that. I don't know if God will make it be like you want it to be, but God will help you get through it. I've had troubles before and I prayed about. Sometimes God takes the troubles away, Steve. Other times I still had my troubles, but God gave me the means to get through it and go on. Would you just come and pray? Come on, folks. Well, I believe there's a host of people need to come and pray this morning. Would you come? Please come. Please come. Please obey the Lord. say a few words I want to say a few words and have them sing again please please listen if you're here today and you need to come and pray for yourself for some reason the devil tries to fight us he'll say oh they'll wonder what you've been doing I don't think the church thinks that way what the church thinks if somebody comes to the altar I'll say well, praise God they've come and I don't know what your reason for coming. You might want to come and pray and just get up and go back to your seat. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. But we ought to put our pride and our shyness and our reservations, our resistance, we ought to put that in the background and let God's Holy Spirit guide us. Let the trumpet that God's speaking to us with give us directions and follow what the trumpet says. If God's wanting us to move today, do that. And you know... If you're here today and you've got somebody on your heart, you feel like coming to the altar and praying for them, that's okay too. See, we can use the altar for a lot of things, and sometimes maybe we come a little short around here for using it for everything we ought to. But do what you feel in your heart today. Again, if you're lost, please come. If you're out of fellowship, come. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a scoundrel to need to come to the altar. If God's speaking to your heart, are we going to have revival? Well, yeah, preacher, you announced it's starting tonight. Yeah, I announced the service is starting tonight. But I can't announce whether or not you as an individual are going to have revival. I do have some say-so on whether I'm going to have revival. I can't make revival, but I can obey God, and God will bless me with revival. Revival in the church starts in revival in the individuals. Where are you at today? Are, are you in revival mode? Can you reach out? Do you have power to invite your people to come? Do you, have, do you have the spot in your life that you can feel revived and you can be part of the journey of the grand old church? Can you? If not, let's get it fixed. Sing us another song. Whatever your need is, come today. Please come. Please come. Somebody surely needs to come pray. Come, children. Please come.
Please come. Come right now. We'll not do anything at all to try to embarrass you. We'll do just the opposite. I felt like coming to the altar, the devil said you'll be embarrassed. The devil lied. When I came to the altar, I got rid of my embarrassment. God wiped it out. Would you obey the Lord? Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Please come. Bless him, Lord. Help him. Bless him, Lord. Oh, I appreciate this move. Praise God. Pray for Brother Glenn. Oh, I appreciate him. I appreciate this move. What's touched my heart and stirred me as they come around to pray with you. This move ought to encourage somebody else. There's more needing to come. Will you just come and get in? Come on. While we're singing, while we're praying, I love this brother. Well, I appreciate him. God loves him. The church loves him. I don't think bad of him for coming to all right. He blessed my heart. What about you today? If you're not where you need to be with God, come and get it fixed. Please come. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amen. Please come. Appreciate those good songs. Anything else on anybody's heart before we change the service and turn over to the announcements? Anybody? I can't see anybody's heart and can't read anybody's mind, but I believe we got a bunch that needed to come, and for some reason, and I've been in that spot. I needed to come before and resist it and stand back and not come. I've done that. That's that's not a good choice, but I've I've made the wrong choice before. I expect there's some folks here that need to come that haven't come yet. You're still welcome to come. You say, well, you're not singing an invitation anymore. No, but if God's speaking to you, that's the real invitation. And so uh, I appreciate, I'm going to say this, and then pretty soon I'll turn over for the announcement. I appreciate everybody that came for the baptizing. Now, God willing, we got another one that asked to be baptized tonight. And so pray for that baptizing, the one to be baptized tonight. Pray for the service tonight. I'm looking forward to Brother Chase Lake coming. I'm looking forward to the service tonight. I hope we have a house full of people, and I hope we have people with their hearts ready to obey the Lord and, and move for the Lord. And uh, let me suggest this to you. If you needed to do something today and you didn't, even after you go home, if you can still feel the leadership of that Holy Spirit, pray. Talk to God about it. Ask him to help you. And uh, 
You may get it fixed up at home and come back and tell us tonight. If you pray and don't get it fixed up at home, you may come back tonight and God might move powerful, give you another chance to come forward. So please obey the Lord. If nothing else on anybody's hearts, we'd like you to be seated and we'll turn over for the announcements. Lafayette is, has moved to their homecoming. Uh, it was scheduled for the second Sunday in October. It will now be September the 25th. So remember that and go if you can. And if you can't go over, be sure to pray for them. Okay, right after church, I will be, and Emily will be in the fellowship hall for um, if you need assistance or if you want us sign you up for the directory for the pictures and last week i did mention that monday through friday was the days that you could get online and do this but i opened it up for the weekends so that way if you don't have time during the week you can get on on the weekends and and sign up also and on september 25th two weeks from today heather will be taking a picture of all the babies five and below here in the sanctuary. So just remember that. Two weeks from the day, all the babies five and below, Heather's going to be taking their pictures for the directory, and I think that was just a really neat idea, and I can't take credit for it. It was Terry and Linda's idea. I think it was really neat to do that. So. And that's it. We have youth group today. Um, we're going to be meeting out in the fellowship hall right after service, and we're going to be having lunch together. We're having chili and um, chicken noodle soup, and I think there's there's a bunch of leftovers from the Smith reunion too. So we have a big feast out there to to eat on today. So um, the younger youth, which is kindergarten to fifth grade, will stay until three. And then the big kids, which is sixth grade and up, will stay all day until evening service tonight. So, And we are going to have choir practice at 4.30. So if you're somebody that's an adult that, that sings with the youth group, but maybe you don't come to youth group, um, come to choir practice today at 4.30 and, and help us practice singing. And then also I have another date for you to mark your calendars. Um, we're going to be going to Furry Tail Farms, weather permitting, on October 16th. So... Mark your calendars for that. All right, I appreciate those announcements and the announcers. Anything else? Really pray. Uh, if you can get somebody on your heart, invite them to come to the revival. If you don't have anybody on your heart you feel like you can invite, pray. And say, God, please help me to get somebody on my heart and help me to invite them to revival. See, God can help us with everything. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's going to be an extra offering plate out there in the foyer. You know, we take up the regular church offering. But there's going to be an extra offering plate out there uh, to take up money uh, for the school where Krista is a teacher. You know, we try to help them each year, and their need's great, and they're very poor 
school, poor neighborhood, poor children, and uh, they need a lot of help. And so, if uh, and people have been very kind to contribute to that. So, uh, we'll have a an extra plate out there. Somebody will point it out probably, uh, make it clear. And so, if you feel like giving something to help the school down there, that's White Oak School, right up uh, next to White Oak Church, and it's where where our daughter Krista teaches. And so, please do that. Sure can. I know Karen had announced this before, you know, that her mother grew up poor, couldn't afford a pencil. I grew up poor. I never had any of the school supplies that I was supposed to have. And so this is real close to my heart, real personal to me. Some of these kids, they do not have money to buy these markers that they need. They do not have money to buy the paper that they need. Right. So to me, this is real personal and real important. All right. And we've been wonderful. Our church has been wonderful. Yeah, I'm not, I just I want to say that I appreciate everything that everybody does here for the schools, all right. the schools. Right. Uh, I'll tell you this, uh, which we haven't done this since then. It's a little different. It gets delivered different. But one year, Lynn and I delivered it. Uh, we took a van load of stuff down there. And we thought the children would appreciate it, and I think they did. But the teachers and the teachers' aides and the helpers in the office, they came out and they saw the stuff and they went to crying. And they cried and they hugged us and they thanked us and thanked our church and said, you've got such a wonderful church. And so it really stuck with me. Anything else? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Appreciate that. Anything else? If not, everybody see the stand. Uh, and uh, we'll just ask Brother Barry to pray dismissal. Dear Lord, we just ask that you.